Here we are for the last time before Black Vegas. Hey guys. Um, I make it. <laughs> I know, I know. So hey everyone, welcome to the last, well, not the last episode, but the last regular season episode of Pardon Me Alex, SFA's only lumberjack basketball podcast. Man, what a season we've had. It's been an absolute roller coaster up and down. It's been literally a wild last month or so of conference play. Literally just the last month because they were yeah. the announcers were actually saying that during the game yesterday that like at the beginning of February we were six and four. And then we come back and don't lose another game. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just it's been a wild ride, and and you know I feel like our ride isn't over yet. We still have all of Whack Vegas to survive and get through, and so it's it's gonna be a wild next week or so. I mean, just think about it. Like, I mean, a week from today, we'll still be in Vegas, enjoying and or hopefully celebrating a championship victory and or drowning our sorrows at the pool. One of the two. <laughs> one of the two. It's going to be one or the other. Um, okay. For the one of the last times this season, let's start. <laughs> this game... I don't even, first of all, having to watch the girls struggle so bad versus UTRGV, uncharacteristically so. Um, and, I, and I was at the brewery the whole day because it was our fifth anniversary. And so I, we had it on at the t- on the TV at the brewery, hence why I look like trash and I sound like trash was because I was at the brewery all day. Um, and so I, every few minutes or so I would like peep my head around the corner and look at the TV and check the score for the girls game. And I was like, what is happening? And then, so you have that game where we lose our first conference game. It's the last game of the season. Yeah. So I, I, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that one. Cause that one's yeah. that one, it's going to make me mad. You know what? I hate that for them. I do too. Considering how the last few years we've ended conference like on top and then get to the tournament and have a flub I'm almost kind of glad I feel like maybe like mentally they'll be like okay we already got the flub out of the way like let's get in there and play how we play so I hope so I I, I'm gonna frame it up in my mind that's a really good way to put it I'm glad you you said that because um, that is true, though. So maybe this was their, you know what, let's just get the shit play out of the way. And then that way we're not setting ourselves up for, you know, uh, a disappointment come whack Vegas. But who knows? Hopefully, again, they got that out of their system. That way when they get to Vegas and they play on on Friday, it won't be. So they play Friday at noon, Vegas time. Um, and so um, and then the guys, of course, play another time. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, cause I do want to do want to talk about the bracket once we get done talking about today's game, you know? Um, so anyway, or yesterday's game, not today's game anyway. So, so at the brewery, then, you know, the guy's game comes on at seven, right. And we turn on the guy's game and I can't really watch it because again, I'm working behind the bar. So every like maybe five minutes, I like peek my head around the corner and then, you know, I see the score and I'm like, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, good. And then when I see the end of the score or the end of the game, and I'm like, 30 points, brother? Okay. Considering the first time we played them, we won 86-75. It was a lot closer of a game. Yeah, I was about to say like 10 points. 11. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, okay, I see what we did here. But, you know, it was a it was a need-to-win, must-win game. I had a really good feeling, and I'm sure you did too, that we were going to end up winning anyway. But you never know. <laughs> Nothing's ever promised in, in college basketball and or in life. And so there was always 
the little, you know, what ifs, but it was a good probability that we would win. But, and so we did. And with that, what did we get? Share the outright conference championship. That's what I'm saying. Number three seed. I know. Right. And it's just, it's so funny that the fact that even though we are conference, like co-conference champions, that we still have the three seed, but that's just, again, how it worked out. Look at this shirt. I know. I saw that. I like it. It's great. I love it. I love it. So yeah, make sure you get your championship merch for the guys and the girls as well. They're both pretty much the same shirt. One says men, one says women's get your championship stuff. We are co-champs with New Mexico and Seattle, but then of course the seating is going to be different based off of the head-to-head matchups and things like that. So um, yeah, what a, what a whirlwind. If you would have said that we would be co-champions, let alone champions at all at the beginning of the season slash the beginning of conference play, I would have been like, <laughs> okay, like potentially, but mm, mm. not with the way we started conference. Yeah. That Sam Houston game killed me. Like, I thought, that's it. We're not. That game and dropping the Charlton game were the two worst for me. Yeah, exactly. Man, oh, man. As, as soon as the, that Sam game and, of course, like, yeah, the Charlton game happened, I was like, you know what? Damn. You know? Yeah. Damn. Okay. So, a lot of people have been – uh, asking about the seating and stuff too, which like I said, we'll talk about the, the tournament bracket at the end, but we want to get through the game first and then we'll get to that. So let's talk about the background of the game, uh, some game notes, and then head into standings and stats. All right. So UTRGV was three and 14 and what play going into this game. Our starters were the same as they have been the last few games. Gavin, David, Calvin, Trell, and Derek. We did win. By 30 points, 93 to 63. Um, I have no idea what the attendance is because our stats are not up on our site. And I got the stats from ESPN because UTRGV's site is like. It's very old school. In the dark ages. And it's like, it's like HTML that they show the stat. I don't even think it had everything. So I just was like, I'll go to ESPN. I'll look yeah. at it while you're doing the standings, but I don't think it was listed on there. I have, I have it pulled up right here in front of me. Um, and I, yeah, so I used, I used their stat sheet for my, a little bit of my notes and they do have the attendance on there. It was 974. Okay. You had to scroll toward the bottom in order to get the attendance. All the format, and I was like, mm. I know, I know. As soon as I pulled up that website, too, I was like, uh, What is this, 1995? Literally, that's what it looks like. I mean, I really want to show everybody what it looks like because it honestly, yeah, that's what it looks like. no shade to art. To, I don't know, that's just, I guess, that's how they do it. I, I don't know, but I mean, well, I literally, obviously, they haven't updated their site in some time. I yeah. I saw that and I was like, no, I can't, I can't do it. That's it's like just, it's just, I know, it's just wild. So in order to see what the attendance was, you had to scroll down and to see where the points in the paint were, points off turnovers. Oh, like hold, hold it there then, because I didn't get those. Oh, okay. Ooh. Good Lord. Yeah. And then if you scroll down further, you get the entire play-by-play. So anyway, um, Dustin Helton said on Facebook, yeah, bracket is pretty favorable for us to have a third uh, game against New Mexico State. That's if they can do work on their side and beat their favorite team to hate GCU. Yeah, totally. Uh, Rev, yeah, we're going to talk about the bracket definitely after we discuss the game itself. But um, <laughs> anyway. I'm good on there. Huh? I'm good now. Oh, you got it all? Okay, cool. All right. So let's take that off. Perfect. All right. So, um, so yeah, just a few game notes. Like we said, we had uh, similar starters as before. And um, a couple of my other game notes, yeah, we had our road blacks on. Again, everybody wonders why we don't wear purple on the road. It's just it's what the guys want to wear. It's what the guys want to wear. 
If they want to wear road blacks, then they're going to wear road blacks. If they want to wear purple, then they're going to wear purple. But, you know, they've been choosing to wear the road blacks for a while now. And that's just, okay. <laughs> whatever they feel comfortable in, whatever makes the win, whatever makes them want to win more or whatever, whatever is better juju. I don't care. Exactly. Yeah, I don't give a crap. I don't care what's on their, their body. As long as it says SFA somewhere on there, I do not care. Um, so just as a little bit of background, I mean, again, we've only played uh, UT or GV. What, this is the second time? I don't think we've played them prior to. Um, I want to say we had played them three times, but that could be wrong. Oh, okay. Let me look here. Uh, okay, so we've won. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So we... Because I think the, we played them like the 80s or something. Yeah, so we've played them five times totally now. Okay. Um, and it's wild because there's no stats on the website, but now all of a sudden they have – oh, wait, now they have the stats on there? No, they just have the recap. Okay, so they have um, on the on the sheet, they have uh, – the first time we played them, yeah, was in the uh, was in the 80s in 86. Yeah. So uh, in Burr, Texas, it's about seven hours plus away from Nacogdoches. So it's a pretty hefty travel trip. Um, we do intend at some point to make it down there, but obviously this season is just not going to happen just because of various reasons. And, you know, obviously we have Whack Vegas coming up. So it's just, it's all running together at the wrong time for us to make any sort of long distance trips, especially with Whack Vegas coming up. So just, Again, but seven plus hours away from NAC. Um, the ESPN feed was absolutely trash. Again, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's ESPN that's having issues or if it was UT Rio Grande Valley because they're in the Rio Grande Valley. I do not know. But I think it's ESPN because I literally have trouble every time I try to watch a game, no matter who it is. That's true. That's yeah. true. That app sucks so bad, and I will I will grieve about that on my grievances. But yeah. Um, just on my end, I don't know what it looked like on your end too, but like, it just looked like the whole entire picture was super fuzzy and it was laggy and it was just, it was driving me up a wall. Um, and I don't think that the announcers, oh my God. So that's also a big grievance of mine, but I just want to talk about it now. Those two announcers were just the most boring I've ever heard in my life. Like I fell asleep twice during the game. It didn't help that we were like whooping their ass by 30 points, but at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously it's yeah. kind of a boring game, but their commentating and their play by play was the most boring thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and, I don't agree. And I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, we, we were beating them by 30, so I know they didn't just have a whole lot to get like overly enthused about. But at the same time, it was like from the beginning, it was so. Yeah, Caitlin says yes. Literally, those announcers were lame. Here's the thing: they weren't. They weren't. They weren't bad in the sense that, like, it wasn't like they didn't know what they were talking about or they said stuff that was incorrect. It was just. But they did though. They they mispronounced they, multiple people's names. But I'm saying, as far as like the game, like okay, they weren't yeah. like clueless about what was going okay. on the rules of the game. I mean, I okay. feel like the thing they weren't knowledgeable, but there was a lot of downtime where they didn't talk. And then the the one who was doing the play by play just had the most monotone voice. Monotone voice. At the no. beginning, I was almost like, it like I, I don't know. I was like, is this for real? Is he like being funny? I don't know. Like, given Ben Stiller a run for his money, I felt like, but it was just yeah. Like the it's all about tone of voice when you're when when you're doing something like that and your face isn't on the screen and people can't see your facial expressions and your gestures and things like that. It's all about your voice. And if your voice is so monotone and you can't, and you're not changing the pitch or inflections or putting emphasis on words, it's going to be monotone. It's going to be boring. It's going to be completely dull. I'm sorry. You've got to do something else to make me sit there and want to watch you more. I, I, no, I agree. I'm not trying to be shady, but I mean, we're again, we're, we'll say it again. Like we're, we're just spoiled with Rob because we are. he has a great radio voice and he has lots of little funny quips and one-liners and zingers and yeah, you no know, sprinkles, a little razzle dazzle in there for us. Um, so yeah. Well, there was another point too, where I don't remember which one it was, but they said that we hadn't played since last Saturday. And I'm like, 
what? We played on Wednesday. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, Lydia was like, did we not do our homework? Like we literally, I was like, don't say that we haven't played in a week. So we've had, I was like, that's not accurate. I don't know what. That's like one of our biggest wins on Wednesday. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, so unless I heard it wrong or that guy or whoever said it, just said it like kind of funky and wonky, but still it just sounded weird. I was like, wait a minute, what? It's like we just played literally Wednesday and beat New Mexico. What the f are you talking about? Anyway, anyway. So it was that was just a few of my my game notes because I was just like, what is happening on this stream? Yeah. Can somebody wake me up when this game's over? Thank you. Lord Jesus. It was rough. It was a little rough. It was a little rough. Okay, so to end on regular season, whack standings. If you haven't seen it yet, you're gonna see it now. Um ended up with Seattle U and SFA us, boom, being at the top with New Mexico State. Um, on the WAC website standings, it has Seattle U at 14 and four with us at 14 and four, and it has New Mexico at 13 and four in the third spot. But because of there were a couple, um, the uh, the forfeits and stuff that happened prior to um, conference, not necessarily prior to conference, but happened during because of COVID. One was on January 6th. Um, with New Mexico State and Lamar, that actually did make them 14 and four. And because of all the, you know, the way head to heads and, and seating goes, it made, uh, it made, it made the, whoever was first, second and third different from how it's listed on the. Right. Seat. So yeah, whoever's on the bracket and the seating is different from what's on the you get what I mean. Okay. Yeah. The standings. Thank you. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't say it. That's what she said. Anyway, then you had Sam Houston at 13 and five, Grand Canyon 12 and five, Abilene Christian 11 and seven, Utah Valley 10 and eight, Tarleton nine and nine, CBU 7 and 11. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 11. Um, Dixie State 6 and 12, UT Rio Grande 3 and 15, along with Chicago State, and then Lamar at 0 and 16. Um, so that is how the WAC standings ended at the end of regular season play. There you go. It, it was a wild ending. I, I still feel bad for Lamar. I mean, I do too. I mean, it sucks. I, one. I don't remember who they played on Saturday, but. Or if they played on Saturday, but obviously. I don't, they didn't get it done. Nope, they didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So on to Sean Kennedy's stat section for this game. Um, our field goal percentage, 55.9%. Three-point percentage was 38.9. Free throw percentage, 74.1. So happy. I think that's one of the highest. Yeah, it is. has to be. Um, points in the paint was definitely one of the highest we've had all season, which we'll talk about further later on at 50 uh, points off of turnovers, we had 25. Pretty good. Uh, second chance points, we had 13. Fast break points, we had 21. Bench points, we had 25. Total rebounds, we out-rebounded them by 14 with 39 rebounds. We had 12 offensive and 27 defensive. We did have 21 fouls. Uh, they had 18, so not, not a whole lot higher, but... Um, we had 13 turnovers. They only had 15. So, I mean, that really wasn't bad. No. It's not really like they turned the ball over. They just didn't score much. Uh, steals, we tied them with six steals apiece. Blocks, we had two. How in the world did they have five blocks and we only had two? I mm, couldn't tell you. I do not understand. Um, our game leaders, we had Gavin with 33 points. He was a perfect 13 and 13 from the field. Tying a school record for the most makes with a perfect field goal percentage. He also had nine rebounds, so almost a double-double. So there's a really good portion of our 50 points in the paint right there. Calvin with 13 points, seven rebounds, four assists, and one steal. Pretty close to a double-double also. Trell with 11 points, three rebounds, four assists, and two steals. Okay. Um so you were wondering our free throw highest percentage of the year. 
was when we played New Mexico State at home. Oh, nope, I'm wrong. Hold on. Let's say. I don't know how well, that's possible. Yeah, I know. Um, Non-conference was when we played Wiley, it was 87%. Uh, and then when we played Kansas, it was 75%. And then conference play, it was Lamar at 80.6, but it was 80 versus New Mexico. So it was also 80 when we played Dixie State. Okay. 80 versus New Mexico there or? Here. Oh, I still don't understand that. I guess we just did put it really pitifully on everything else that game. That's why I don't remember that being good. No, no. Everything else during that, that loss was just kind of depressing. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so moving right along into our beats of strength. So um, I kind of just wrote down a few of the things that I noticed during that game. Again, obviously we won by 30 points. That's a huge note. Um, the other was, of course, Gaben with his 33 points and 13 to 13 from field goals. I mean, wow, just a great performance from him. Um you don't see that very often, not necessarily from him, but just in general, you don't see it perfect on, on field goals. So that's a huge accomplishment. And that's why he was whack player of the week. So congrats to him. Um, another one, another couple things I noticed was, um, you know, Trell hitting those threes. Gotta love it. Love to see it all the time. Anytime he hits threes, anytime he's playing well, makes me happy. It makes me very, very excited for him. So he had, uh, he was three for five from the three, and uh, some of those threes were just, again, from the absolute parking lot. Just Yeah, the announcers literally said that on one of them, and it was. He was at least, like, four feet behind the three-point line. He's just so good at that. I feel like sometimes those are his best threes. I mean, the further back he goes, like, the better it is. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Which is wild, right? Okay, anyway. Um they were doing some really good press you moments too. Of course, obviously that's what we're known for is, is playing really hard defense and, and pressing, um, forcing turnovers here and there. Of course, um, how many turnovers did we have again? 13. So we had, yeah, we had 13 and, and they had 15. So just a few, few less than they did, which again, I'm, I'm, I'm good with. Um, we did have though a lot of fast break points at 21 um, and second chance points for 13 and, Again, it's the points off turnovers for me, the 25. It really kind of stands out um, as 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 well. I mean, you want to know how we beat them by 30. That's pretty much the tale right there is the 25 points, uh, per, points off turnovers. Um, man, Calvin had a major dunk, major dunk. Um, Derek, of course, getting in there, playing some really good defense. Derek, he had um, – let me see if I can read this stupid stat sheet. He had, <laughs> uh, he had six rebounds total, two of them being offensive and four being defensive. Derek was just all over the place uh, defensively. Love to see it. He had uh, a couple um, – I hate the stat sheet. Damn it, it's so hard to read. He had a block in there as well, as well as a steal um, and two assists. So loved, loved, loved when Derek is in there and playing well, which he has been lately playing a lot, having a lot of minutes. He played for 24 minutes. He's been doing so well. I cannot wait to see the future, what he what holds for Derek. And the announcers kept saying his name wrong. It was driving me bonkers. It's it's not hard. Like, it's one of the easier ones on the team. But yet again, here we are. Um, beautiful buzzer beater to the end of the first half from Jalen. Buzzer beater three. Oof. That was Mom. really pretty. Oh yeah, beautiful. I mean, his uh he only he only took uh where I hate this freaking stat sheet. He was uh three for eight from from the three. Yeah, so he's three for eight from the three. Obviously he took a lot, but he those three that he made, that one at the buzzer beater was just a beautiful three. Um and yeah, like I said, Derek with those six rebounds was fantastic. Love to see it. And uh I think it's raining outside. Yes, it is. <laughs> so wow. that's it for my pizza strength. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a, a few that were the same, like 
I mean, obviously, first one's got to be Gavin. That that was just an amazing game. Thirty-three mm-hmm. points. You can't sneeze at that at all. Did not cannot deny that. He had a great uh, game. He deserved WAC Player of the Week. Finally, um, some recognition for one of our yeah. guys. Well, you know they say the best for last. So there you go. Um, and that that was a great ending to the regular regular season. Uh, let's see. Well, also, you know, we talked about Terrell. Always amazing to see him on on the threes. Uh, and three of five is, is a great, great stat line. Several of his were very far out. Um, Calvin took some longer range shots this game, and I was happy to see that. I noticed that as well, yeah. We've been talking about him being more offensive-minded, but normally it's, it's really close to the rim. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him take a few from the elbow, and he ma- he made a few of the out the more outside ones. Day Day also took some longer range shots, which he I did see and sunk them. I really think he can make it from anywhere. I I haven't I don't think he's taken any threes that I remember. So I don't know how much of a three point shooter he is, but I feel like anywhere inside the arc he can put it up and make it. I think I- he's just more comfortable with the close to the rim. I, I totally agree with that. I don't think he's taken a lot of threes. I can look back at the stats throughout the whole season. Um, I, I don't think he does normally. Um, I mean, and that's another thing to mention from Day. He had he was four for four field goal. He was two of two free throw. I mean, he was perfect with his 10 points. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so, again, played such a great game. Yeah, he's so solid. And I'll I'll kind of piggyback off of some of your stuff you said on Derek on that same that same note. I mean, he was he was one of two from the field, but he was perfect from free throw, three of three, those six rebounds. He is very good at getting the defensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Uh so awesome from him. Day Day's dunk was really nice. I know you mentioned Calvin's dunk, but even more on that, the the back and forth with Trell on the fast break and to give him that little back mm-hmm. back pass for that dunk was just beautiful. And last but not least, smaller note, I was really happy to see that Diego got to play a few minutes. So hopefully he's feeling better and back in action. Oh, for sure. Um, to add on to what you said about Day, he's only attempted three okay. three pointers. And made none, but he's only attempted three. Yeah. I think he's got to, he's kind of like Nana. He's got to be real wide open to take it, which is good if you know that's not, not your best. Not, but you exactly. can't. Yeah. Nana's actually attempted more. He's attempted 10. He's 60%. Yeah. Well, because when, I mean, when Nana is open, he can make it. He can drain right. that. I have, I have no doubt. He's just not normally out there, which is good. That's not really where we need him. Right, of course. No, yes, absolutely. I agree. Uh, let me see. Highest three-point percentage on the team? <laughs> Nana. <laughs> That's just because he's only he's taken six or made six out of ten. I mean, come on. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, the actual probably second highest would be uh, who actually takes threes at a normal rate. Would be, uh, let's see here. Well, Rati isn't playing at the moment. Um, it's probably going to be Trell. Yeah, nope. I think it was. Trell, he's at 37%. Everybody else doesn't take, I mean, he's, he's attempted 162 threes. Just throwing that out there. He's attempted the most on the team, which again makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. All right. Any more uh, strengths to add? Or are you moving on? Nope, I'm done. All right, cool. Moving on to the... With the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now, you're going to hear about it. You. All right. So, to talk about our grievances for one of the last times this season, let's do it. So, there were multiple disgusting alley-oops from UTRGV. During the game, there was one in the first. There were two, and it was the same player both times. Yes, it was Nelson both times. Yes, it was. One in the first half, one in the second half, and it's the same guy. Same guy. One of my only grievances I have. (laughs) Same freaking dude. 
Actually, ah! they do have two Nelsons, so I'm not I'm not absolutely positive it's the same guy, but 50-50 chance. Because they had two Nelsons and two Johnsons. Three Johnsons. What? No. Johnson the second. Well, um... I knew it was a Nelson both times, but I, I could be wrong. I, it might not have been the same one. I'm not positive. I'm going to assume it's the same one. Regardless. But yeah, doesn't matter. Both disgusting, both by some dude named Nelson. Doesn't matter. One of them that left, that made Nigel leave the game because he got hit, injured on one of them. I don't really, they didn't, they didn't do any replay. So I don't know what happened with Nigel. He had to leave the game. Yeah, they really didn't elaborate on that. I just didn't see him go back in. I, it, it wasn't even evident to me that he left injured. Right. So I, I don't even know what happened there. So we would need more information on that. Um, man, there was a couple bad passes into the lane, into the paint. Uh, a couple of them being like trying to lob it in to either Gavin or Calvin, um, whoever it was for. Uh, there was one blocked lob from Jalen to Gavin. Um, there was a bad, bad lob into the paint from David. I don't know if it got blocked at some point. I think he just lobbed it badly and it just went completely past Gavin or Calvin, whoever it was for. Um, there was just some bad passes again. I feel like those are like the main things for me was just those, those two bad alley-oops that were, that were just gross. I mean, completely just left us like, you know, and then some bad passing and things like that. But other than that, there really wasn't too much. Again, we won by 30 points. I'm not going to be super picky. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there wasn't a lot, but just those those couple that just stood out to me as as some big ones from the game. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same. I mean, listen, we went by thirty. I'm I'm not just going to complain a whole lot, but I, yeah. half of my grievances are actually about the game. The other half are about external items. But one of one of the only three game note grievances I had were the backdoor alleys. The second one was. I talked about this last game, and I'm I'm literally just having to be nitpicky here. But we we did have more foul trouble this game with JJP and Day. Both had three fouls like pretty early, and that's just something fundamental that I want us to watch out for and not let that be a problem when we get to the tournament. Right. Because that that can be one of the most frustrating things is if you know you lose a game and you had multiple key players in foul trouble and it's like you had every opportunity and you just hurt yourself. That sucks. So I don't want that to be a problem. The only other thing I also mentioned last time, and uh, there was maybe only one or two or a handful of possession, maybe just two or three, you know, possessions this happened, but I feel like our transition defense is still just lacking a tiny bit. Yeah. A few times where we just didn't get down there and get set up good. And that's another thing. If we play someone who's going to, push the ball really hard. I just don't want us to get caught and mm -hmm. in transition and not, not be ready. So I hate that. Uh, I don't know where our stats are. Where are our stats? The, stats the last two games are still not up. I'm not pleased. I don't like looking at it on ESPN. I'm used to the format that we have very used to it. And I sure as shit don't like going to other schools' websites to yeah, find more stats. I to UTRGV, but that, like, HTML looks like it was typed up in MS-DOS. Shit is not working for me. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's old school. I took one look at that, and I was like, I can't read it like that. I can't. It, no, uh, my brain does not function that way. So I'm not happy with that. And the ESPN app absolutely sucks and I'm so tired of complaining about it but I literally have so many problems every single time I try to watch a game and it is just I'm gonna complain about it for a second because first of all every game I watch on it I'm already trying to do the most here because I'm trying to when I watch it live listen to Rob and yeah. watch the game so because that's my only opportunity to hear Rob then when I re-watch it I can listen to their ESPN announcers so I'm already trying to sync up the game to Rob's feed. And then anytime I pause, it like freaks out and it kicks me out. Sometimes even if I don't pause it, it kicks me out. Then I have to try to get back in. Then I have to try to resync up the feeds. It is a pain in my ass. 
And then yesterday I, I almost had a meltdown. If anyone was here to see me, they would have been like, she is having a not good day because I was trying to get it set up to watch Coach K's last game, home game. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I was already emotional about, or it was already a thing. And then I don't know how to explain this, but whenever I watch our games through the ESPN app and it's ESPN plus somehow I'm already signed into that and it gives me access. But since this was a live ESPN game, it was trying to make me sign in again. Well, then when it came up for me to sign in with my provider, you know, as the field for your username, the field for your password and then the login button. So you go click on the username field and you type it in and then you're supposed to click next and it's supposed to bump you down to the password field it wasn't doing anything. I was clicking next and it wasn't going anywhere. So I was like, how do I get it to the next field? Because I would, I mean, anyway, it was a complete mess. Finally, like 20 minutes later, I figured out the most roundabout weird way and got logged in. And thank God the game, I thought, according to the ESPN app, it was supposed to start at five, but I guess they did a little ceremony thing before. And so mm -hmm. the tip wasn't actually till like 520 so I really didn't miss any time oh thank god but, but then we still then it was overlapping part of the SFA game so I had to have the Duke game on my laptop and the SFA game on the TV and then only Rob's feed playing and both of the games muted and then they lost which I was I'll say this will be the last thing I say I was very sad about it because I mean it's his last home game and it's against UNC, so I would have loved for him to win that game. But at the same time, in the grand scheme of things, he has had a lovely 42-year career at Duke. So, like, I really, yeah. can't, I really can't be that upset over the last home game because that's not indicative of his legacy. But I still wanted him to have it. Well, no, well, of course. But I mean, yeah, it just kind of stinks that you lose your. Your, your last game as head coach at home. Your arch rival, you know. But there were, there were lots, and you sent me the same graphic that my dad sent me, but there were like almost 100, I think, of his former players there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he had a really good support. And there were a bunch of random celebrities there, too. Dirk Nowitzki was there. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was there. Of course. I can't even remember who else, but I mean, they showed a lot of random people. Uh, yeah. And a lot, a lot of the Duke players that I love from way back in the day. So that was fun. Uh, so to finish off that, this little conversation about Duke, my dad messaged me and he said, Oh, did Jacqueline fork over the $5,000 game ticket to go see Duke, to go see coach K's last game. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She did that. She she did. She did. You know, with with Whack Vegas coming up, she spent right. the money she was going to spend in Whack Vegas to go see Coach K's final game, and now she can't go to Vegas. So it's just me going. Yeah, I really wanted to try and convince them of that. I really did. But I mean, I wish I could have. I mean, yeah. If if I if I had the extra five K laying around to spend on something like that, I would. But yeah, alas, I do not. And you know. Here we are. <laughs> if we had rolling around, we would yeah. not be doing. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, accepting sugar daddy applications to pay for Duke games. I wish I would have. I mean, there's nothing I would have loved more that, than to have been there. But of course, at least you were there to see SFA beat them, and you actually saw Coach K on the court, like. You've 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 done it. You you've done it. You've hit the pinnacle. I have that memory to have. So yeah, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Um, okay, so one word to describe the entire game analysis. You go first. Blowout. Finally, I have been asking for one <laughs> all season. Ever since we started conference play, I've been saying I just want a blowout where we don't have to sit here and stress and freak out and yell at the TV and, you know, get our heart rate up to 100 beats, a million beats per minute and have to, like, chug 85 beers. Legitimately, this is all I've asked for all season was just an absolute 
destruction and demolition of a team. And last game of the season, thank you very much. We had one. I think on that note, I'm going to almost say like irony because I feel like, yeah, we've been asking for this blowout all season and then it gets here and we're like, well, boring. That was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like we asked for it, but I mean, it's almost yeah, like, yeah, please this punch. Love we it. get what we, we get what we asked for. I mean, we want to blow out and then we get one and it's the most, it wouldn't be as boring if it wasn't for the, I'm telling you, like if the announcers had more tone and like emphasis in their voice, I would have actually enjoyed watching the game because we did blow it out and we won and we played really well, but it was just really hard to get through that. Like I literally almost had to stop watching it like five times and like take a break and walk away. Cause I was like, I can't handle these announcers. I want to mute them and do my own commentary play by play. Yeah, I, whenever I watched it back today, I was really wishing that I had some Adderall to take before I watched it because I just felt like I could not pay attention. Couldn't focus. Couldn't focus one lick. No. Okay, so let's talk about Black Vegas. So let me pull up the beautiful, lovely bracket. One second, por favor. Pull up the bracket. And I have a note on there about our, our first game. Yeah, of course. Um, so looking at the bracket, obviously we have, you know, just a typical bracket. We have game one opening rounds. Um, those are actually going to be at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Um, when we have number nine, UTRGV playing number eight, California Baptist. You have number 10, Chicago State playing number seven, um, Utah Valley. And that's in the opening round. Um, then you move on to the first round where game three, where you have the winner of game one versus number five, Sam Houston, and then the winner of game two versus number six, Abilene Christian. And those will be, so those first games are on March 8th. These games are on March 9th. So you have Tuesday, then you have Wednesday, the 9th, which is when we actually get into Vegas, which is on Wednesday, the 9th. Um, we wanted to make sure we were there just in case. Again, we booked our flights when we were still looking at number five or number six seed. So we wanted to make sure that we were there just in case that's where we landed. Um, so we're good to go there. Um, and so moving on to the third or second round, which will be on Thursday, March 10th. Um, you got game five, which is the winner of game three versus number four game Grand Canyon. I almost blew that. And then you have our game. So we have game six on Thursday, 8.30 Pacific time. Game four, winner of game four versus us. So a couple potentials here. You have either going to be playing Abilene Christian, Chicago State, or Utah Valley. What do you think is going to be the most likely? Abilene Christian, easy. That was going to be the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. Because, I mean, no matter who wins this first game versus Chicago State or Utah Valley, um, I really, really have a feeling that Abilene Christian is going to come out of that first round game with a win. I mean, I, I, I don't see how they can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to – for, for Antonio and Brett, I'm knocking on wood right now because I don't want to jinx them, but that's easy, easy. Yeah. Right. I know, I know. And, and so I'm really – you know, it's like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with freaking tournaments. Anything can happen, and it freaks me the actual hell out. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So, I mean, who knows how this is going to shake out? I just know when we play 830, <laughs> March 10th, that's all I know. That's the only for sure I have right now in my life is that, okay? Um, so then we move on to... Next game, where you have game seven, uh, winner of game five versus number one, New Mexico State, and then winner of game six versus number two, Seattle U. So, again, we have a really good shot at getting into semifinals, which will be on Friday. Um, so, fingers crossed. And then, of course, everybody – Whoever wins those games will then meet in the championship game on the 12th, which is on Saturday. So 
Predictions. Unbiased predictions. I mean, we're going to have a tough first game if it's Abilene Christian, honestly. We you know, are. I know, and I'm going to bring up the question. I'm going to bring up what Dustin said again. Brackets pretty favorable for us to have a third game versus New Mexico. That's if they can do on their side and beat their favorite team to hate, GCU. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah, anything's possible. Like I said, there is a great chance that we could play New Mexico State again in the finals. But we also then, you know, if and when we win, knock on wood, on Thursday, we still have to go against Seattle U. And Yeah, we've only played them once and we've lost. So Correct. And, I mean, but at the same time, we played them at a really rough time in our stretch of our season. That's true. So – and on the road. It was yeah, exactly. And it was on the road. We're come we played them. I have a feeling if we played Seattle U later on in the season, it would have been a different game. Melvin Bryan, Facebook says our depth should help us stay somewhat fresh. I agree. Is, I completely agree. And and we've been playing lights out. We're on fire. I mean, we end the season on what was it, 10 game win streak. I think 11, so, yeah. 11, 10, yeah. I mean, hopefully we just continue this momentum. The only thing is, is the fact that we won't be playing until Thursday of next week, which is about, that's about normal what it would be between games anyway. Yeah. So it's not like we're going to be sitting around on our ass the whole time. And I have it on good authority that they they literally left UTRGV in in the valley and went straight to Vegas. Yeah, that's that's what I um, heard too. So they're already probably there, and they're already probably getting their shit together and starting to, you know, get their get their game plan together. And then Maria brings up a good point for sure. Absolutely, don't cut out Utah Valley. They're the dark horse of the whole tournament, and that's so true because I mean they won last time. And that's why I say, who knows? Because yeah. then you also have teams like Sam Houston, who they're a good team too. Yeah, they're tough. They're tough. Abilene Christian, tough. Abilene Christian's tough. I'm not even counting them out. I'm positive. No. Yeah, I'm going to stop making predictions. I don't want to jinx anybody. No, me neither. Yeah, I want to move on from that. But anyway, so it's just it's it's really really hard to to even. I, it's hard to even predict it, you know, because obviously I know what I want it to be selfishly, <laughs> but this isn't the South End Conference anymore, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't a guaranteed thing anymore. This is a really hard league with really tough teams that we have to play, and who knows how it's going to shake out. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so a few other things about WAC Vegas. Obviously, like I said, March 8th is the games that will be at Michelob Ultra Arena in Vegas. So if you're going to go to the March 8th games, um, it'll be at Michelob Ultra. And then the rest of the games, March 9th through the 12th, is at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Um, so, And then, of course, talking about the girls really fast, we are the number one seed, which will be playing on March 11th at noon Pacific time, 2 o'clock uh, Nacogdoches time. So we will be playing the winner of game five and game five is going to be either the winner of game three or Utah Valley. Game three is Abilene Christian. And then the winner of game one is either going to be Seattle U or UT Rio Grande Valley who just beat us. Yeah. So a little bit of drama over here on the girls bracket. You know, if Utah, if UT Rio Grande Valley somehow squeaks through, which they may or may not, probably not, but if they squeak through, we get another rematch. We get another shot at them. Yeah, they would have to be Abilene Christian and Utah Valley. I mean, Seattle U, Abilene Christian, and Utah Valley. So, yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Again, don't know. No, so, no. Who but. knows? Wilder things have happened, but here we are. So, yeah, the girls play at noon on March 11th. Um, which I believe, yes, yeah, Friday. So they have a little bit longer of of some of uh, time to sit and wait than we do um, the guys. Anyway, um, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild week, wild week in Vegas. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of things happening, 
and it's ugh, wild. I would like to note that. Did you see what Cat Fans tweeted? No. He said, poor Jacqueline Barton dropping references to Microsoft DOS on the podcast, waiting for the floppy disk mention. <laughs> Glad he understood. Glad he did. Like anyone who knows, that's what it looks like. Well, I mean, facts. And then uh, cracking me up too. <laughs> Apparently, our favorite New Mexico State Aggie predicted that we would be winning the conference tournament. Did you see that? Yes. And okay, listen, please. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. I was going to say, please Google image search MS-DOS and just pull up any one of the images and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. In reference you to that. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. MS. You'll, you'll know when you, I mean, you could look at the very first one and pull it up. You'll, you'll see. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get it now. I get it now. Show yeah. everyone. Show everyone. Okay. All right. One sec. <laughs> All right. It makes sense now. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea what the heck you were talking about. Like, I don't even know what this means. Yeah. So like now, way back in the day, whenever, I think we had a really old, I don't even know what kind of computer it was, but when you would first turn it on, because like back then you only turned on the computer when you were using it. You didn't. Right. And you're just like, you're executing commands, basically. Well, it does it on its own, but it's like, right. As it's powering up, it's like feeding all of that stuff in on the screen and you're watching it do all of that until it finally starts up. Wild. And it's, I'm just, I'm just laughing so much at this whole entire Aggie Fanatico thing, because then you have guys like Dallas Clifford who say, y'all, who took over Fanatico's page? Pardon me, Alex, did y'all hack the account? I saw, I saw that one right before we started, popped up on that screen. That was funny. Oh, no, we didn't. I don't know how to hack anything except yeah. for being a hack at life. We're not that, uh, technically no. advanced over here. I mean, I'm a millennial, so I know shit about shit, but not about that shit. Bingo. Yeah. I love it when Jacqueline curses because it's not often, but it's <laughs> um so yeah, we're excited for Wack Vegas. We are very, very excited. Our first time going to um Wack Vegas as participants and just in general, I, like I've mentioned multiple times, I've gone to Vegas. Uh this will be my fourth time um, total that I've gone to Vegas. Jacqueline, this is her first time. Uh, we're staying on the on the strip because again, I wanted Jacqueline to have a really fun first experience of Vegas, and so um, we decided to stay at the on the strip at the Link Hotel. And uh, I may have upgraded us just a tiny bit so that we could have a strip view. Hopefully, uh, it gets accepted and we get the room because um, it's just a request; it's not a guarantee. So that'll be fun. Um, anyway, so. I'm really, we're really excited. I know Jacqueline's excited. She's very anxious about it. She's hoping she doesn't die. <laughs> I am. I was actually messaging with a friend today and I was like, I am just a little bit anxious and kind of worried. And there he was like, why? And I'm like, because I'm not a good day drinker and I'm just really hoping <laughs> that I make it. <laughs> You you have me. I'll you 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 have you have Mama Bear here, so I'll 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 make sure you make it. I promise. Um. So yeah, no, you'll be fine. I yeah, no, it's just one of those things that here. Listen, this is and you know how much I love I love you, and you love to plan your stuff. But when it comes to Vegas, you kind of just have to go with it. You know, like yeah, no, see to the pants. You know, one minute we could be having plans on going to eat dinner at this place and then shit changes and we go eat here and then we're out and about until four in the morning. And I'm packing all sorts of different outfits to accommodate any type of event I know. or whatever. And that was my comment because you had texted Andy saying I'm, I'm outfit planning and I'm like, you're going to have to like bring multiple options for each day because oh. 
the weather is looks beautiful. First of all, though, it looks so comfortable. 100%. It's going to be nice, nice, nice. But at the same time, it's going to be colder than what it normally is when yeah. I've, because I've always gone like in the summer. So that's something you have to keep in mind and consider. And then also who knows what we're going to get ourselves into. So I don't know if it's going to be like casual stuff, dress up stuff, but it's going to be going to walk five miles. got to, who knows? So yeah, you just got to be ready and prepared for everything, any situation. So Needless to say, gonna have to bring two bags, two suitcases. Oh, I am absolutely bringing two suitcases. I have, I have art. Hold on, I'm just gonna tell you how many outfits I've already put together, and I know I need more. I've already got 20 outfits put together. And this is, again, this is how OCD Jack, she plans her outfits out. She has an app. She does this stuff on her computer. She plans this out. She has pictures of all of her clothes on her phone, on her app, and plans this shit out. I just throw shit in my suitcase. Look, look at this. Look, this is, this is how she does her life. It is planned out. I just take the stuff that I think I'm going to potentially wear and just throw it in a suitcase. And then all I care about is making sure I have enough freaking underwear. <laughs> enough to be prepared in case you piss your pants like four times a day. <laughs> That's how I pack. That's how I pack. Like, I do the same I'm thing. That's how I pack. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be gone two nights. And then I'm like, got five pair of underwear there. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can like piss myself three times a day and have enough. Literally, that's how I pack. Like as long as I have enough underwear that if I do end up peeing my pants four times a day, then I'll be set. <laughs> if that's not how you pack, then I don't know. You're lying to yourself. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. And then you always got to make sure that you have like extra of everything just in case, you know, the worst happens, you know? I Yeah. Don't for- let me forget that I need to pack hand soap and butt wipes because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using that hotel bullshit that can absolutely kiss my ass literally okay. even in Vegas even in Vegas they still got there's no it's all shitty toilet paper at the hotel so butt wipes check just saying okay so <laughs> I think that's enough talking about our bowel movement. The essentials, the essentials, y'all. The essentials are critical. Very, very critical. Um, another thing to keep in mind, if you're listening or paying attention or if you jetted out as soon as we start talking about pissing our pants, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we are still trying. We're going to work with uh, Kyle with Black Hoops Digest and see if we can somehow get some sort of meetup together of everybody that's, you know, uh, interacting on Twitter at some point, hopefully maybe – after games, one of the nights before the games at some point. Um, SFA fans, I think we're also trying to do a meetup as well. So if there's anyone going to the games, um, there's a few bars right across the street from the Orleans uh, arena. So I think we're going to try and meet up possibly before the game on uh, Thursday. So again, keep that in mind as well. So man, I'm ready to go. Is it Wednesday? I'm ready to go. I haven't talked a damn lick, but I'm going to do that tomorrow. (laughs) I'm ready to go too, but look, the cats are going to be sad without me. I think they'll survive. Well, I'm going to miss them, but one of my girlfriends is going to come check on them a few times while I'm gone. So, Oh, thank God. Yeah. But here's the thing. At no point, as soon as you say, oh, I miss my kitties, I'm going to smack smack you. (laughs) Because we're going to be in Vegas, baby, and I need you to have fun. I know. And if you have someone to come look at your cats, then good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about your kitties. They'll be fine. Yeah. They are survivors. They've survived worse. <laughs> that is that is very true. Okay. They should be fine then. Oh, man. Ready to watch our girls and our guys hopefully take home some, some, some hardware. That'd be great. Would be fucking fantastic. Um, so anyway, don't forget to follow us on all the different platforms on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram and hell. If you so desperately want to see the behind the scenes, what the frick we're doing in Vegas, maybe I'll share my Snapchat. Maybe if, if you're, if you're nice, maybe I'll, maybe I'll tweet it. Maybe. Um, anyway, 
<sighs> Final game of the season, regular season. It's been a long, crazy ride. We're excited to do, obviously, an episode when we return from Vegas after WAC Vegas. We'll do a recap then, and then I'm sure we'll do, including in that, like a recap of the whole season. Um, And then, of course, we're going to be doing some extra little episodes here and there from different sports and different things um, throughout the rest of the spring. And then, of course, uh, into the summer, we'll we'll do some off-season stuff. Um, But this is one of the last times you'll hear from us for, you know, at least a week or so. So, Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you liked it. Not saying in Vegas. See you in Vegas, y'all. Hope you have a wonderful night. And as always, act some jacks. Without some jacks. Adios, amigos.